Praise the Lord. Now, now this is probably going to be the shortest sermon in the history of this church. That's including family Bible. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Mom, I need to put it on my ear. These kids got me all discombobulated. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How am I sounding? Good? All right, man. So, hey, what's the title of our message? Gardening your heart. So I need to get prepared. All right. So y'all join in with me, okay? My hands are not going to look like that because I'm going to put on some gloves. I got my old work gloves that I used to use with my daddy and my mama that I've had for years. See, you get gloves like that, man, you've worn them in. It's just like a good pair of work shoes, you know? And so I'm going to have to learn how to change the, turn the pages with my gloves on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm ready, y'all. I'm ready to garden my heart. Gardening my heart with the word of God. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I hope I don't distract you too much. But I just want to make sure I get into the moment, you know, because when I'm doing yard work, I don't like to get hot. I like to keep my bald head cool. And so I put on my hat. So I want to go ahead and put on my hat because we're about to go to work. Gardening our heart. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace and your ability. Most importantly, thank you so much for these kids, things that are taking place in their lives that, um, that we're not even aware of, including their parents. Uh, Holy Spirit, you're doing things in them that, uh, that is going to only, like Pastor Larry once shared with me, that we'll, you'll see the fruit of it years down the line, the impact that's taking place in what you're doing through your word and the Holy Spirit. So thank you for the word this morning, and we just give you praise and glory for your ability in us. Amen. Amen. Say amen. Give our youth one more time a hand. So I'm going to do this like this so it look like I'm looking through the lens of my hat. So go ahead and turn, if you would, starting out to Romans chapter 12. Like I say, this is kind of be, going to be short here. But it's, it's, if you just pay attention, I believe you'll learn something because it's the word of God. Every time we open the word of God... If we tune in, if we attend to the word, um, it's, it's going to be powerful. And what's amazing is that, you know, during, even during the camp, man, he must have spoke probably about an hour or better every morning or every evening at least. And the nighttime, you know, I mean, in the morning time, it was, wasn't short. But I tell you, the kids were attentive uh, for the most part, and they stayed in and tuned in. So um, just thank God for kids that are hungry for the word. And I think that kids are not just hungry, the adults are hungry. You know, the kids learn from us, y'all. They watch us. Parents, your kids watch you. Adults, you know, our kids, they watch us. So we just thank God that we're able to be an example to them. Look at Romans chapter 12. I wanted to start out with this particular scripture. Now, it's in the uh, New King James that I'm reading it, but you see we have our shirts. And by the way, this is a why. Um, we tried to lengthen it, but we probably not This is YTH. That's the cool name for youth. So it's not fourth. Okay, it's Lake Haven Youth, not fourth. So I know that can kind of throw people off, but um, just I appreciate, you know, uh, the company and Miss Karn working with us and helping us putting our new shirts together. So the scripture that's on the back of these shirts is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And that's our scripture for our youth group. 
And um, man, this scripture has been a blessing to me since my youth. And, uh, and God has confirmed it in so many ways. So when we were thinking about uh, Stacey and I coming up with a scripture, you know, we settled in on this one right here. So the one that's on the back of our shirts is in the New International Version. But I'm going to be reading from the King, New King James Version. So starting out, it says, I beseech. That second word is important. That means earnest or urgent request. This is important. It's earnest. It's urgent. Entreat with urgency. So it just didn't say, listen, brethren. It says, I beseech thee. This is earnest. You need to pay attention to this. This is important. You therefore, brethren, and one translation says, sisters, by the mercies of God that you... You, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And this is the clincher, verse number two. And do not be conformed to this world. Our kids are facing a lot of mess nowadays. They are. But we are not without hope. Because what, do, what does the Bible say that most of us know? For sin abounds, finish it, much more abounds. So we're not without hope. We're not scared. We're not fearful because we always win and he's given us the victory. But, you know, nowadays, nowadays, uh, what kids are exposed to or can be exposed to is different with what a lot of us are exposed to as kids and as teenagers, they have things more at their exposure, not just in the cell phone, but social media and different things. But it can be used for positive. Uh, my wife and I talked to uh, someone who was actually saved through one of the, uh, born again through one of the social media, uh, uh, web, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. It'll let you know how much I know about it. But anyway, but, you know, try to stay on top of it. But it was saved through that. So it can be used for good. So he says, I beseech, I'm sorry, verse number two, and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Notice it doesn't say the renewing of your body. I love to read the word of God, not just by what it says, but by what it does not say. It does not say by the renewing of your body or by the renewing of your spirit. You get that? That you may prove. So we can prove this out. You may prove, not God, we have the opportunity to prove. Teens, you have the opportunity to prove this word of God out in every circumstance and situation of your life, even when you may be at school or at the mall in the presence of people that are doing things and saying things that they shouldn't do and say. You don't have to settle for that. In this world, this scripture is talking about right here in this world. So we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So if there is a perfect will, there must be an imperfect will. Man, you guys are catching on fast. You're not as fast as the kids, but y'all catch on fast. Imperfect. And so we went over this, these two scriptures in our youth group in different translations because we wanted the kids to start getting an understanding of this. But these two verses can keep them on the path that God has for their life. 
And honestly, I wish in a lot of ways that I would have had an understanding, I could have grasped an understanding of this when I was a team. It would have kept me out of a lot of stuff. But, you know, I always tell them they're not too young to grab hold of the word of God. You're not. You just start early. And I encourage them always, you know, even as adults. You know, we have this phone. We might as well use it for good. We should all have a Bible app on our phone. We should all have a Bible app. Because you can't always carry, you can carry this around. I ain't going to say you can't. You can. But it's easier sometimes to put your phone in. I like to read. When I study from the Word of God, I like to turn the pages. But, man, it's sure enough good sometimes when I just need to go somewhere and I'm sitting and waiting. I just whip my phone out and start reading the Word of God. So the Word of God is always there. And it's oftentimes during those times that the Holy Spirit is always speaking. He'll give us something. He'll give us a nugget to go forward on. And he'll teach us some things. So I want to read some things to you. If you just stay with me, like I say, I'm not going to be before you long. But in, in line with the scripture that we're talking about, I mean, the topic that we're talking about, gardening our heart. Okay, and we'll talk about the scripture that it came from. But listen to this. The Hebrew definition of heart in the Bible is where we have our feelings stored and think our thoughts. Jesus stated, of course, in Matthew 12, 34, uh, for out of the abundance of the heart, what speaks? Our mouth speaks out of the abundance. So, man, gardening our heart is super, super, super important. And so when we were coming up, where actually Stacy came up with this particular theme, and, uh, man, I was like, yes, we can go so many places with this in reference to the plants and gardening our heart and just garden. So the heart is where... Uh, is also where we make choices, good or bad. There, may, uh, there are many ways to guard our heart, but the best way to guard our heart is keeping ourselves in the word of God. Just keep, keep it out. I mean, you don't make a religion, but we have to stay in the word of God, not just stay in the word of God, but meditating in the word of God, just pondering over specific scriptures because oftentimes the Holy Spirit will plant a scripture, you know, in, in our heart or just drop something in our mind. And then he's doing that for a reason because every bit of the scripture is for a purpose down here. Once I've, I've, as I've said before, we don't need the scripture when we get to heaven. We need it down here. So, so when we fill ourselves up with his truth and love, it becomes impossible for anyone or anything else to take over our life. It becomes impossible for anyone or anything to take over our lives. And I love it. I love it when our kids are bold in the Lord. Not mean, not arrogant, but just bold in him and not ashamed of him. And that's what keeps them when they need to be kept. Because us, parents, we're not always with them. But the Holy Spirit is. The Word of God is. So I want to talk a little bit about seeds. I mean, everything that you see up here, these plants, they come from what? A seed. What do we come from? Seed. Amen. So we're going to look at, we're going to learn from plants today. We're going to learn from God today through plants. Amen. So uh, it is the ground, not the seed. Hear that? It's the ground, not the seed, that activates what's already in the seed. So the seed has the potential, but of course we know that it's the ground. If the seed's not planted, it doesn't reach its potential, right? 
So it's the ground. So a plant grows when a seed is put in the ground, watered, and left alone. Leave it alone. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. When I was a kid, my dad, you know, and I'll, I'll share some things about him, man, he could grow pretty much anything. And, I, you know, I would help him. He would dig and get the ground ready. And, man, he would, he would man, he could grow collard greens and mustard greens. The leaves are so big. But, you know, he put those little seeds in the ground. I wonder, it's like, Daddy. And he'd go to watering. And it's like, man, when is it going to come up? When I'll be tempted to just dig it up and look at it, you know. But that won't help. So once that word of God is, we get that word of God, we read the word of God, we plant it. There's a particular scripture that stands out that the Holy Spirit gives us. Stay with it. Stay with it. Don't let go of it. Don't, don't let go of it. Don't dig it up. Amen. So a plant grows when the seed is put in the ground and left alone. We are to plant the word of God in us and water it by meditating on the word of God. That's how we water the word of God that's in us. We meditate on it because it helps to bring forth fruit. It helps it to water. It helps it to grow. It helps it to produce so I, I was, as I was studying, man, I learned some things. I, it's good to learn stuff while you're studying, right? That's the point. That's the point is to learn while you're studying. So I learned something while I was preparing this message. Y'all should be happy that T is learning, you know. I'm, amen. I'm like those guys, you know, Paul and uh, Peter, you know, they're but ignorant men, but I'm, I'm learning from the word of God. German, germination is the process of seeds developing into new plants. I already knew that. First, environment conditions must trigger the seed to grow. Usually this is determined by how deep the seed is planted, water availability and temperature. Just stay with me. I just want to read a few things. The water activates. Oh, my goodness. Who is it that activates us? Ooh, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. So the, and the, and the water is, is, a, is a symbolization of the Holy Spirit. You look, out, look through the word of God. So the, world, the water activates special proteins called enzymes that begin the process of seed growth. First, the seed grows a root. It grows a root. It grows a foundation. It grows. So stuff starts taking place in you before you start seeing it. And people start seeing it. But get it in you. And so it's super, super important. Let me make sure my phone is off. So first the seed grows a root, foundation, to access water underground. Next, the shoots or, or growth above the ground begin to appear. The seed sends a shoot towards the surface where it will grow leaves to harvest energy from the sun. This is how God designed it. This is, this is how he created it. And there's so much more, man. It was just interesting learning about plants. And, you know, I grew up around this, but I'm not like my dad. You know, he was, man, when, 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 when Stacy and I were dating, I mean, the first time she came to our house, we lived in a cul-de-sac. And if you come down the street, our house was there, right there in the center. And, and she thought that there was a beach behind our house. But we lived in the hood, and it was woods behind our house, <laughs> and, and, and rabbits, and, and old snakes, and all. But the way my dad's yard looked with white rocks, and that, 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 that uh, St. Augustine grass looked like the 70s shag carpet, man. 
I mean, I mean, he just he just knew how to grow and make everything look good. And so 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 he, he would do that and he was good with that. So the seed sends a shoot towards the surface where it grows leaves to harvest energy from the sun. The leaves continue to grow towards the light in a process called I'm going to I'm going to have Miss Jennifer to put this word up here. and I'm going to take my time with it because I learned something from this word. Now, if I mispronounce it, somebody out there that understands it, photomorphogenesis. I got it. Man, that's because I took my time and I practiced a lot while I was sitting at the table. Photomorphogenesis. Three words as one. You see that? I'll show it to you. Three words as one. Photomorphogenesis. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Ooh. That's kind of deep. So the first part, photo, used as a noun, it's representation of a person or a scene. So we're a photocopy of the Lord. These plants, they're a photocopy of him, the glory of God. We are a photocopy of him. Morpho also represents morpho. Morphology, I think I'm pronouncing that right, morphology. And linguistics, morphology is the study of words, how they are formed, their relationship to other words in the same language, in the same language, in the same language. So we are photo, we are identical to him, and we should speak the same language as him. That's the second part of that word. And then, uh, so it says in Lewis's uh, photomorphology is a study of words, how they are formed, and their relationship to other words in the same language. And, of course, we know Genesis coming into being of something, the origin, the beginning, the beginning, the beginning. So we are a photo of him. We speak like him. He speaks into us. And, and as he is, which he doesn't have a beginning, we do. We become more like him. We are already like him. We're created in the image of him. But as we plant this word in us, we begin to look like the photo of God on this earth. Isn't that beautiful? So not only do the plants and should the plants glorify God, we should glorify God just with our presence in our beings. How many people have had someone say to you, man, there's just a glow about you. Yep. Amen. That's Jesus. You're glorifying him through your body just like these plants. So these plants are a perfect representation of the glory of God, life and creation. They are also an example to us of how to live a successful, prosperous life down here on this earth. So let's look at um, um, Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 in verse 20, starting with verse 20. Now, when, when we picked up quite a few plants from the Miller's house, and um, I think the ones, that, there was a few, you know, that had got some weeds on them, and just because weeds are going to grow if plants, they're there, they're, they're going to grow. But they gave us some, um, a lot of these beautiful plants. And so Mrs. Miller was getting ready to take some of the weeds off. And we we're like, no, 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 leave them on, leave them on. And I forgot to bring one up here that had, it had a long weed coming from it because it was, it was one of those ones that were outside. 
But I wanted to use that as an example. But if we look at uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says, My son or my daughter, attend, attend, attend. Plants have to be attended to. These plants that, 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 that you, you all uh, allowed us to have today, everyone that brought, brought these plants, all of them are beautiful. The ones in the back, don't forget to look at those there. And at the inf- they're beautiful plants. The owners of these plants, they're beautiful because they attended to them. They paid attention to them. So uh, some of the definition of the word tend is to, to be present. They were present with them, to go to, to pay attention to, to take charge of. Attend, take charge of. We are to take charge of our lives. God is not even going to take charge. We are to take charge of. Attend. This sounds similar to gardening, y'all. Attending to my words. Consent and submit to my ways. We are to submit. He's not going to force his ways on us. We are to submit. You, we, let them not depart from our sight. We keep them in the center of our heart. Notice it doesn't say in the center of our mind or our body. We keep it in the center of our heart because with the heart, we believe. So that's why we keep the word. We guard the, guard the word. Number 20, uh, verse number 22. For they, his word, are life to those that find them, the scriptures, in healing and health to all their flesh. We, you, I, keep in guard. This is what I want to bring out, verse 23. Guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. Life can get difficult, but there's a spring on the inside of you. And that spring is turned loose through the word of God and meditating on it. There's been many times. Many times that I've been there where you just don't feel right. Don't think right and just flip open the Bible or turn open the app and just just read just to read it. Boom, y'all. The Holy Ghost gives you something and just automatically changes your whole mood. And guess what? It was there the whole time. But but until we or unless we attend or put ourselves in position, like I say, he's not going to force it on us. But he'll love us right out of our mess if we allow him to. This, this, that's beautiful. Verse 24, let's go to that. Put away from you. You do that. You do that. You put away from you false and dishonest speech and willful and see, now, sometimes we think about you know, us speaking to others when you're talking about false and dishonest speech, but false and dishonest speech can be something that you're saying about yourself that's not true because it don't line up with the word of God. So it's not just talking to others. It's talking uh, out of your mouth about you. That's not right. That's false. That's dishonest. You're blessed. You're whole. You're healthy. You're prosperous. Praise the Lord. So that's false and dishonest speech if it don't line up with the word of God. Verse 25, you let your eyes look right on, brother, sister, right on, man. Let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose. Let your gaze, you let your gaze look straight before you. You, I, we consider well the path of our feet. Watch where our feet go. And let all of our ways be established in order to right. 
verse 27. Turn aside, turn not aside to the right hand or to the left. You, I, me, remove our feet from evil. You know, I shared a story one time, a long, long time ago, you know, when I was hanging out with some friends and I was, you know, some guys I ran with and uh, we, we were hanging out and not doing some stuff we should do. And, uh, you know, I said, this is not right. And I started, it was like two something in the morning. It, it wouldn't take me home. I think I've shared this in, before, but I started walking home and I heard this huffing and puffing behind me. And it was one of the guys that was on the football team. He was a linebacker. He got a full scholarship to UCF. And he was coming after me. He said, Tater, he didn't, I'm not going to say what he said to me, but he said what he's going to do to me because I wouldn't hang out with them and continue to do what I saw them doing. So I'm, uh, and I took off running and he couldn't catch me. <laughs> sometimes teens, you got to run. You don't, you know, you, there's a, there's a, sometimes you just got to run and get away from stuff. And I ran all the way home, and he, I mean, he, he just gave up. But, but you, I had to remove my foot from evil. I started out doing something I shouldn't do. But the Holy Spirit, you know, he doesn't condemn. But I just, on the inside, I just knew it wasn't right. So I started to remove myself. You know, we have a part to play. And as I removed myself, the Lord helped me outrun that joker. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So like I was saying earlier, my dad, has, he had a green thumb. You know, you could give him pretty much anything, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, he, would, he would make it grow. And I wanted to use this water hose because, and I, want, I was telling my wife, I wanted to use a green water hose because my daddy back then, they didn't have all them fancy brown and, and, and gray and black water hose. You had the green ones that kinked up like this right here, and you had to do one of these numbers and and so there's many times I will walk in the backyard. Like I said, my dad, he grew like muscadines, what we call them bullets. Because you put it in your mouth and you boom, they explode. So we, we had a nickname, we called them bullets. So he would grow like, like muscadine grapes and lemons and, of course, vegetables and stuff. But there's a many, many times I will walk in the front yard or backyard and my dad be standing there. And, you know, he didn't have a, um, what you call it, sprayer. He, would, he had a way of working his thumb and make that water just whoo, go forward. And he'd be doing like this, and he'd be talking to them plants, y'all. I was like, this man done gone plumb crazy. I mean, I would walk in the backyard. I'd walk up on him, behind him, and he'd be like, now, girl, you, you need to grow. Okay, you need to come on up now. Or you need to bring forth. You need to give me some lemons and give me some oranges. Give me some greens. Come on. And, and he'd be just shaking that water, and he'll spray, and he'll be out there for a long time talking to them plants. But then I learned that that's actually scriptural. Actually, plants here. Didn't Jesus speak to a plant? What did he spoke to? A fig tree, didn't he? He spoke to it. Actually, the word of God said that he answered it. That means it said something. He answered it back. He answered it back. It said, I ain't giving you nothing. Jesus said, what? And he cursed it. What's talking to you right now that shouldn't be talking to you? Speak to that rascal. Speak to your body. Speak to that plant. Speak to that. It hears you. 
So my dad would be, you know, talking to them plants. So, and I, as I was studying, and I found out years ago that studies reveal that gentle murmurings to plants as they are watered, trimmed, and fed make them grow better as you talk to them. There's just some people just can grow some plants. We, my wife and I, we're good at keeping plastic ones. They never <laughs> die. They never die. Now, y'all don't tell Seth and Sandra this, but I've been, they, they did such an amazing job in my office, and they put live, I told them I wanted live plants in there. I don't want nothing fake. I want live. And I've been through three, I killed two, and I'm on my, actually, I don't even put a third one in there. It's just dirt. So, so studies reveal that. So I don't know how to talk to them. I just, I don't know. So it's the murmurings to plants as they are watered, trimmed, and fed, they grow. So, so don't feel crazy if you like talking to your plants. You ain't got to raise your hand. There is actually a science behind the practice. There are also many studies verifying the growth, plant growth, is influenced by sound. Isn't that amazing? That's speaking. I'm speaking. How was the world created? He spoke. We're made in the image of him. What do we need to do? Not just get that word planted, but we need to speak it even when we don't see the root. Even when it seems like nothing's happening on the inside of us or with that family member or on that job. Continue to speak. Remember Jesus, as we stated, spoke to the fig tree. Look at Psalms chapter uh, 1. Psalms chapter 1. Man, I, hats off to, to Bert, man. He's been doing, y'all, man. Oh, I just, dirt just came from there. Man, I'm saying that because he got this right here, these monitors, and they got to get used to that. This is fancy-pantsy, you know. I, can, I don't have to read from my phone, but I'm still, since I took my glass off, I'm going to read here. But he does, he, that, the media room is amazing. But Psalms chapter uh, 1, I'll try it. Psalms chapter 1, look at verse number 1. It says, bless is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners. And, and, and this is amazing because I, I brought this out before in one of my other messages. You notice this man starts out walking. He starts out walking, then he, start, then he stops and starts standing. He's slowing down. And next thing you know, he's sitting in the seat of the scornful. He starts walking, then he stands, and now he's seated. Listen. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of the God, and in his word does he meditate day and night. And what's beautiful about this is that you may, I know, I've stopped walking sometimes. I've just stood. Actually, I've sat down and pouted. But you know what? We can always get back up and start walking again. Though a righteous man or woman falls, how many times? He or she rises up again. You don't rise up when you get to heaven. You'll need to rise up. There's no falling there. So if you're standing, start by walking. If you're sitting, go to a stand at least. Pick up the word of God again. Huh? Pick it up again. At least 
Stay in with it. And then once you stand, go into a walk with it. Matthew chapter uh, 13. I wanted to finish with this. Matthew chapter 13. See, I'm, I'm making good time, y'all. I'm making good time. Matthew chapter 13. Say, uh-huh, when you have it. Oh, there's a few, y'all. Verse 18, I'm sorry. Matthew 13, verse 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. See, we can't talk about these plants, can't talk about gardening our heart without reading this passage of Scripture. What was that? It was a message that you, sir? Nourish and flourish. I was pulling up some of the notes. It's like, man, I can't teach it like Pastor Shannon, so I'm going to stick to my notes. But I did review it. So therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears anyone, 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 say I'm anyone. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not stand in it, understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown. So in, in, in Proverbs, I think it says, in all our getting, get what? Understanding. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Verse number 20. But he who received the seed on stony places is he who hears. He heard it. He heard the word and immediately received it. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yet, he has no root. And because he or she has no root, they only endure for a while. Yell, oh, God, is oh, God, ooh. But then soon the same thing happened, they only endure for a while. No condemnation, because the last part of this passage tells you what to do. Yet, because he has no root. No root. So root is important. We talked about that earlier. Root is important actually with plants, with the plants and with weeds. If you don't get the root, the weeds gonna grow back. And you know, I mean, I grew up, my dad, man, he worked, he, and I thank God for it. He, he taught us how to work. And if we wasn't putting up fence after school, we were working in the yard, his yard. And he taught us how to just, <laughs> to the yard, sometimes we would just get frustrated but he kept a nice yard and he had us pulling weeds. I learned how to use a hoe. But I tell you what, I, I got a bright idea one time. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Sometimes a bright idea is not always a bright idea. So when I was a little boy, my brother and I, he's just a year older than me, my dad told us, I want y'all to pull the hedges, I mean pull the weeds from up under the hedges. Yeah, you know, we had, he had hedges going down the, the side of the yard line, you know, property line. Beautiful hedges. I mean, just, I mean, on the top, looked like the top of this right here, just smooth. And he would get those hedge clippers, and uh, he would, and I, I would watch my dad, and he would be talking to himself. And he'd be, because they didn't have all that electric stuff and battery stuff like we have nowadays. And he'd be, and then every now and then he'll turn it and get it flat like this right here, and then he'll... And he'll rake it and just get it nice. And he loved his hedges, loved his plants. So he told us, me and my brother, he said, I want y'all to pull the weeds from up under the hedges. I ain't feel like pulling no weeds. So, so he left, and I got a bright idea. I went and got the gas can. Yeah, I did. I went and got the gas can, y'all. 
and then I pulled out the water hose, and I turned the water hose on, then I went and got some matches. Yeah, y'all know where I'm going. And I sprinkled a little gas there, and I whoop, lit it, burned, burned the weeds, and, and then I sprayed, and I just worked my way all the way down that side, and then I worked. Wait, my brother kept telling me, man, you need to stop that. You need to stop that. I was like, be quiet. I ain't pulling no weeds. Well, uh, you know, I burned up all the weeds, of course. And uh, so when my dad came home, he found out what I did. And, and, and the weeds wasn't the only thing that was set on fire that day. Huh? And, and, and about a few days later, those beautiful forest green hedges, you know, parts of it just started changing colors. Oh, my goodness. And it's like, man, I destroyed almost half of those hedges because I set, I set on fire. And it's like it, that wasn't, it wasn't a wise decision. Well, I was just sharing that because I thought about this story. If you don't deal with the root, it's not easy pulling weeds. But we're responsible to get the weeds out of our life. God's not going to get the weeds out of our life. You know, if you continue reading the passage... You know, Jesus is talking about the story about the parable of the tares and the wheat. And they want to pull up the weeds. And Jesus said, now, wait, 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 wait. Don't do that right now because you may pull up the, 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 the harvest with it. Thank you. So, so I was saying that because I learned how, how to just work your finger into the soil and get that stem just right. When you, you can just tell when you pull it whether you popped it or you got the root. And you could tell when you deal with something in your life when you're completely done with it. You can tell when you put your finger on this thing, no more. But it's our responsibility to get rid of the weeds. God's not going to pull our weeds. You got to pull your own weeds. But he's given us, you're not, not without hope. He's given us the ability to. He's given us the ability to walk this life and glorify him in our bodies and in our spirits that belong to him. So let's, let's finish this real quick. What did I leave off at? Sir? 22. Burning the bushes. So listen up. So now he receives seed. Now he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. The cares choke the word. Notice he's not choking his, but the cares because of the cares of the, and deceitfulness of riches. It chokes the word. But he who, oh boy, verse 23, but he who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word. He understands it. Who, who, and he bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So this is important. You know, as we're gardening our heart, as we're, as we're, and this is a lifelong thing. This is as long as we're here on this earth. We are responsible to make, to make our lives look as beautiful as these plants are here and back there. We have that ability. He's given us. In, in certain areas, it may be bigger weeds than others, but those weeds can go, and we can keep them out as we continue to be the gardener of our heart. And our heart will produce the glory of God. It calls us to glorify him on this earth. That's our responsibility. 
Hallelujah. I'm done, y'all. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for his word. Amen. So, so as, as, as we prepare to, 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 to go, maybe there's someone who doesn't have, and we're going to release you in a little bit if you give me a moment. Maybe there's someone here who don't even have Lord Jesus in, in their life. They haven't made him Lord and Savior over them, in them. I want to give you that opportunity as all of us stand. And, uh, and uh, as we always say, we have amazing prayer ministers here to lead. But I just want to lead you in a short prayer. And I'm just going to ask everyone if they would join in with us. As, now, you, the Word of God says, as you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. It's not a maybe. He's going to take you in. And so maybe you're visiting as a youth. Maybe you're visiting as a youth relative or friend or whatever, and you don't know Jesus. You haven't experienced Jesus as your Lord. Repeat after me and just, it's simple and just mean it from your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I accept your son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Come into my spirit and make me a new creature in you. Thank you for receiving me as Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to receive you as Lord in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's just that simple, y'all. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's huge. But, but I want you to take one more step. You know, if you prayed that prayer, and you know if you meant that prayer, don't go that way. Come this way first and, and, and talk with one of our minister, our prayer minister, we want to play something in your hand that's going to get you going on this journey of life. And you can be like these beautiful plants, glorifying God and enjoying the creation uh, in your body and in your spirit that belongs to him. Or maybe you're not filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you want to just, you know what, I've been running away. I've been going the other way. You know, I've been sitting and not standing. I've been standing and not walking. I want to, you know, recommit my life to him. Maybe that's you. Come forward and do that. Come talk to one of our prayer ministers. So, Father, we just thank you for those that spoke. There's ones here, even those that are watching online, you can text the word prayer to the number that's on your screen. And I just thank you that if there's anyone here that has received you as Lord or desire to be filled with the Spirit or rededicate their life, Thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for wooing them, Holy Spirit, for your glory, for your praise, and that they become disciples and lead others. In Jesus' name, amen.